Packing heat is so good that I I think I, I'm not even going to say. You rub it on your gums. It's that good. Sometimes. That's that's close. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm alone at night. The eyebrow. <laughs> eyebrow. I, I, I rub it on her gums. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. We're here today. Got the entire crew. I'm your host, Joel. Go ahead and go around the table. I got my resident cook, Mr. Jeremy, the Kitchen Whitelaw. Cowabunga, dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting next to him is the Pitmaster producer, the Magic Tickla, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And a backbone of our podcast, the sweet and sassy Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. Guys, I'm excited to have this podcast. We've got a really great guest that's going to be coming up after our break that we'll get into here in a minute. Um, but let's do our normal little catch-up. I know, uh, Jeremy, you got something that you want to talk about. Before you do that, I got this week, I got I got some story time. I know you all hate the stories. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> He's pulling the rabbit out early. I'm getting, Yeah, you, you're not stopping me. We're not going to be in cock block by no damn segment. Where I got with rules and shit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm diving in this. Uh, one... Pretty hilarious. Other one, some may say, was a little, uh, a little scary. So I sent a video to you guys real quick. But um, I, what happened? Should I tell first? Yeah. No, do, which one are you doing first? I'm gonna do. Oh, first. Okay, first. First one. I get into work uh, Monday. Okay, and we go to the. I go to walk over to my office, and it reeks of freaking piss. And I look around, I look down, there's a giant black stain in the, on the parking lot right in front of the door. I look down, there's splatter all over the damn door. I'm going, some mother effer pissed all over my office door, you know, to our, to our showroom. So with that being said, watch the video real quick. Oh my God. I'm not showing the whole thing because she does like, she comes in, does a little dance Oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh, no. oh no. <laughs> That's a lady. <laughs> that is a either A, a hooker, or B, somebody got, she's on something bad. I don't know. She's on something bad regardless. Are we posting oh, this to the page? Girl. We can yes. post it to the page. We can post this to the page. But I'm telling you, man, it was the foulest, like a worst vagina vapors Joel. you would ever smell in your Joel. life. No, okay, I we bet should not post this to the page because this is horrible. Yeah. No, I bet you she was on something and you could smell the chemicals from it. Oh, it was so stank and stagnant. Yeah, it, was a, it happened at 11.15 the night before. This lady comes walking into the camera. She's twirling around. She's dancing. Then she walks up to the office door looking through the glass. You hear her jabbering something. All of a sudden, she just turns around, presses her cheeks up against the glass, and pisses all down the door. And it's like the freaking Noah's Ark going between her legs. You can see this puddle running out. We all saw it. But yeah, um, crazy, man. The kicker of this, if we have a surveillance camera up with, in the office pointing straight at those glass doors, her bare ass is planted <laughs> right up against uh-uh. it. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah. So, I'm really glad you didn't send us that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, that one, I, my brother was like, here, look at this. And I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> so, Oh, my gosh. Now, he told me about this a few days ago mm-hmm. when it happened. And, you know, he said, you won't believe. Like, I had to clean the door with bleach and all this stuff. And I said, how did you even know 
that someone had peed on it. And, you know, he you said can, that it was the dark puddle. Well, you, you could just smell it. Can, and, I, smell. I mean, you, know, you go to freaking, you know, parks and, you know, whatever. You can smell like uh, theme parks and shit like that. You disgusting. smell pee, piss and stuff. But that's pretty bad, though. Like eight hours in the open air and still smelled that bro, bad. Bro, like, it, we poured bleach all over it. Didn't touch it. It came a rain. Oh. Didn't touch it. It we, came a rain. It came a rain. I bought three gallons. I had to go buy three gallons of bleach and a boat brush to get this shit off the damn asphalt and the door. Oh my gosh. And it still wouldn't take it off. Anyways, and I'm not going to get too wordy because I know how y'all like my rabbit holes. Next story. Okay. This happened to me yesterday. Um, and we went, I was, I came out, of, I came out of my office and or I'm sorry, I was walking out of my shop to my office and I saw this guy crossing the street. And I'm like, you know, you can just tell somebody's carrying themselves. So I go in the office, talk to my brother for a minute. And then I walk out and the guy's standing in front of my bay door at my shop. And I'm just standing there. So I walk up to him. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? How can I help you? He's like, oh, bro, dude, can I, I, need, I need some money, man. Can I got to pay my child support? Can you, can you loan me some change and all that stuff? And I was like, and I, was, I actually reached in my pockets and I felt around. I go, dude, I, and I, don't, I didn't have any cash, honestly. And I said, man, I got nothing. I said, all I got is plastic. I'm sorry, brother. And he was like, all right, that's cool, man. Well, I walked into uh, my shop and I, then I heard this like ruckus outside, like a little, and um, I walked that, I sit there for a minute and I walked back out and this dude like ghost vanished. Like, I'm like, where did he go? He did not have as, didn't have as much time. So I go in my office and I'm like, hey, look at the cameras. Where, where'd this guy go? Couldn't find him. Walked back out to my truck, my $300 backpack, backpack leaf blower that was in the back of it snatched it oh no but i'm like f that he couldn't have got far off my freaking truck and I, I i went up went up one street cut down and i found his ass and i rolled up on him and you know and i could i can still carry you know because the area we're in is not very good but i i, I can still carry and i rolled up on him. i was like hey man what do you do with my leaf blower and he's like oh this is yours and i'm like yeah you snatched it out of my effing truck and uh, he was, and he's like, oh no, no, it was, it was, it was laying on the side, you know. And I, talk, I go, stop. I said, you got two options: put that sucker in the back of my effing truck, or I'm calling the cops. And he just snapped. No, I'm, he asked me for two dollars, and then I told him no again, and then he snapped. You know, started calling me the N word and f you, bro, and I'm gonna pop you. You know, you know, I, you know, call the cops on me, I'll pop you. And then he, then he runs up on my window and puts his hands on my window. It says, I'm going to pop you, son. And that's when I brandished my firearm. Is like, back up or I'm going to pop you. And at that, yeah. po at that point, he was just, boom. <laughs> He's down the, street, yeah. down the road after that. But it was freaking nuts, man. It's the first time in all the years I've been carrying a firearm that I've had to actually brandish my gun. Oh, my oh. gosh. So did he drop the leaf blower? Oh, he, he like body slammed it. He was like, yeah. poof. Like, uh, uh, luckily it didn't damage it, but still. Dang, man. But if you I can't look at imagine. that video, like this is the first time I've seen it. If you look at that video, oh. how quick, as Wh soon as you walked back into those bay doors and you had told him, no, you didn't have any money. Yeah, watch the second video. The sad thing is, you, if you had money on you, you would have given it to him because he always does. Like, he always gives a few bucks or if he's got something, a meal, 20 bucks here, change. And, look, you know, someone took advantage of it. It's you. not on me to judge what they do with it. If I got it and I, I feel like they need it, I'll give it to them. You know, it's not on me to judge what they're going to do with that or assume. But he quickly, <laughs> he quickly took yeah. that out of your truck. He like walked right towards the camera with it, like face showing and everything. Yeah. D did you see me pop out from the shop? Yeah. 
Like I, two more seconds and I would have seen him running with it. Yeah. He just walked away from you and immediately grabbed it out of the back of the truck. Like, but I like, like it was nothing. As yeah. soon as he disappears, I walk out of the shop. So anyways, needless to say, I've had an eventful, eventful week so far. We have to post these. We have to post them to the TRP page to let people see what we're talking about. Now, listen. The first one's a little graphic. It doesn't matter. Screw it, man. You all need to see the full version of the first one. She does a dance and like spins around and, you know, and everything like it's, it's pretty epic. Yes, we should. Anyways, there is a police report out. They turned over the um, video surveillance. The police did go out and look for him and. Yeah, when I rolled up on the guy, I wasn't thinking, I want to put this guy in jail. I really wasn't. I was thinking, it's just a leaf blower. Confront the guy. Get it back. I mean, it's, you know, I'm standing up for my property. Um, get it back. And I, I didn't, really didn't think he was going to snap. I really didn't. Um, but then once he did that, once he got all, all you know, uh, con- confrontational and what, like almost an altercation, you know, that's when it was like, nah, I got my lease going to get his face in front of the police before... You know, in case he goes back or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I doubt he will. I mean, he knows I'm packing, bro. He you knows know, he's, he's not going to come back to your shop. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, I roll back to my the HCH home cooking hunter days, yo. Messed <laughs> with the wrong man. The backwoods up in this. All right. So, but anyways, so that's my stories after there. So, are we going to add creepy sound effects and crunching leaves and? Maybe. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Let's add some to that. That'd be a good one. Cars rolling by. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, uh, can you follow that up with a different story? I mean, no, I don't, I don't know no what you're planning to talk about. Up. Like, uh, what do you want me to say? Like, NASA called me up this week. They want me to go on the space shuttle. Like, I want you to go there's to- no follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes, but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no no mine is nowhere near that dramatic um since we were together last time um and matt's doing this also it kind of kind of inspired me to do it i've started uh dieting i'm trying to lose my covid 19 pounds hey oh um so it's been good since since we were together last i started doing um like dieting calorie counting that sort of thing uh eating all the same stuff i normally eat just less of it and so uh it's been really good um i'm almost halfway to my covid 19 pounds loss right so, on bro yeah boy. i don't even know what i weigh that's amazing i have more to lose than that but you know gotta get those 19 off first hey man <laughs> 19, <laughs> 19. COVID, oh, like legit 19 <laughs> What? A legit 19 pounds? I've lost like eight pounds so far. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't know if you had to to lose 19 pounds. No, no, no. My pants actually fit again. I I probably gained like eight to 10 pounds like since COVID started (laughs) because I've been eating so much at home. (laughs) Uh, So my pants fit really good this morning. So I was like, hey, that's that's something. (laughs) All right, guys. So yes, we're going to take a break right now. And when we get back, we have a very special guest. If you are someone that wants to make a living being a professional barbecuer, you need to hear what this dude has to say. So stick around. We'll see you all after the break. All 
right, guys, so we're back from the break. I want to go ahead and introduce our guest. He's a barbecue pit master, craft beer connoisseur, Traeger Grill brand ambassador, a fellow East Tennessean, as well as a fellow Vol for Life. Let's go Vols. Most importantly, a friend of Reload. I want to welcome to all of you, Lou Kittrell. What's up, buddy? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Good. I didn't butcher your uh, name, did I? No, it's perfect. Thank you. I'm so awesome. I never screw up ever. (laughs) <laughs> third, third take on the coming back from the break shut up Matt <laughs> Joel you know Matt puts all that in at the end of the episode yeah, I know <laughs> I, I just dig I dig my holes and they all just pile on at the end of the episode you dig your holes <laughs> yeah I dig going holes he digs his own rabbit holes mm-hmm. yeah he said oh gosh y'all can kiss my ass alright here we go so Lou, all right, Lou most people know you on Instagram as uh, blues and barbecue that's right yes that's exactly right <laughs> yeah, I'm a big blues fan. So that the blues and barbecue moniker came when I was way back when on a craft beer site. And I said, okay, I got to come up with a name that kind of fits me. Uh, I love blues, blues music, and I love barbecue. And I was just learning some uh, how to offset cook, how to uh, indirect on a Weber, things like that. And um, it, the name fit. It's just now everybody says, hey, what's up, Blues? Hey, blues and barbecue. Yeah. What's up, Blue? So how long you been in the game, brother? How long have you been uh, slinging pork, beef, all that jazz on the, on the barbecue? Smoking what, all that jazz? Uh, 20, 25 years. Yeah. Wow. Start, yeah. Started with an offset smoker. I've cooked on everything imaginable. And now uh, when I bought a Traeger, I was working at a hardware store. And uh, it's a local store uh, here in Oak Ridge. And... Uh, the owner um, came to us uh, January 2015, no, 2018, and uh, said, okay, we're going to have to close. We're just not profitable, but I'll help you find another job. You can even look during work. And um, I was looking, and you know, I, I'd been in the paint business for 35 years with a family business. Uh, yeah. So uh, one, day, one day after looking at paint for so long, I said, what do I really want to do? I love my Traeger. Uh, typed in Traeger careers, Googled it, uh, sales position popped up, a national sales rep, uh, brand ambassador deal. And I said, if I ever get interviewed, I'll get hired. And here I am. My man. That's some confidence. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So let me ask you this real quick. This is kind of a, you know, a, um, cliche, I guess, uh, question, but for somebody that's a seasoned vet in barbecuing, you know, 25 years, you said, you know, right. you see a lot of times online where people are kind of, sometimes they crap on pellet smokers. You know, we all have them. We all love them. Um, but right. how do you, how do you feel? Is there, you know, I know that you're a, a Traeger guy, but how do you feel? You know, right. like do these guys that are like, oh, stick burning or nothing. These, you know, these, these plugins, you know how they, they talk shit all the time about it. Charcoal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I've done it all. Uh, you know, if you want to get up at five in the morning on Thanksgiving and, and babysit it while it's, raining or snowing more power to you i've done that i've done my i've told people i've done my time i've done my barbecue time i know how to cook on anything yeah so i'm not afraid to cook on it uh pellet grills give you your time back it gives you family time back if you have guests you're not a slave to the grill you're not a slave to flipping burgers you can put them on there you can put your ribs on and you can have a cold one with your guests now i totally agree that justifies it for me well it does for me too because you know we have pellet smoker at home and i work reload from home and I'm home with my kids, especially now with, you know, schools being canceled and stuff. And it's so easy for me to throw stuff on the pellet grill 
and it cooks all day and I can get about my business. It's not like I have to sit over the stove and boil this and pop this in the oven and do whatever. I throw stuff on there. Yeah. Put my internal, uh, thermometer in there and it's it's cooking while i'm able to get other work done while well, that and it was such a breath of fresh air to come home <laughs> and, not, and actually be like oh my gosh look at this giant badass dinner you know and i didn't have to even touch it you know what i mean yeah because usually like I would, I would let him handle the grill stuff at the end of the you know before dinner it's like okay now it's time to grill up the steaks or it's you know time mm-hmm. to not no more you know i don't even cook anymore i just i, <laughs> I don't instagram i don't cook i just I just get on here and, and flap my gums at you guys. <laughs> Stand in front of this plate of ribs and, and, and talk about yeah. them. <laughs> <Here. Just> kidding. <laughs> yeah. Look what I did, guys. <laughs> Not really. I'm just no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I dabble. Come on. Well, no, but yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that. And, it, you know, it, they all mean a lot to us. And So you, um, you said you got hired by Traeger. You finally got the interview, yes. you know. And you were like, you kick the door down. And you're like, you're hiring me. What has that been like? You know, what has it been like going from being in a brick and mortar store, you know, almost kind of a nine to five type of thing to like traveling the freaking country, man. Give me, give us some stories. We want to hear some more stories. Yeah. Like kind of tell us what you do <laughs> in a nutshell. Uh, I do a lot of road shows in uh, mostly Costco. Uh, I, I do demos at Home Depot. I do, um, I'll do fairs. I'll do uh, special events like home and garden shows. I did a huge home and garden show in Cleveland in January of last year. Yeah, uh, I was in Colorado Springs when uh, COVID hit, uh, getting ready to start a, a nice little home and remodeling show there. And uh, they canceled the show hours before it started because it was right when everything hit. The governor mm-hmm. said no meeting over 200 people. Um, uh, but the fun stuff, uh, traveling. Yeah, I, I worked for 30 years. I worked two miles from my house. Two wow. miles, two miles there, two miles back. So, you know, that's a real short commute. You know, I could back it if I wanted to. <laughs> um, and then Traeger is North America. It's, well, not Mexico, but I'm all over. I was in Vancouver three times last year. I wow. was, uh, favorite places, Montana, uh, Oregon, Washington state, uh, Phoenix is cool. Uh, I've marked off almost all the states. Wow. Yes. And almost and everything but Saskatchewan and the upper territories in Canada. Wow. That's freaking wild. So when you do the shows, is it just a one-man show, or do you have a crew that comes with you and helps run the booths? Uh, most of them, majority is one man. Like, I go in the night before and actually literally build build grills for the booth and uh, get set up, uh, have the banners, things like that. Uh, some are tandems and uh, group shows. Uh, some of those big events like the uh, county fairs, rodeos, things like that will be a group of people. Uh, and that's that's always fun because, you know, the afterlife's fun, too. Um, <laughs> uh, it's But it's 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 a good gig because you, you meet a lot of people. You get a lot of pellet people. You get people who walk by and say, I hate pellet grills. You, know, you get it all. And, and I'm never – you do. It's like Instagram in real life. <laughs> it is, it's exactly what it's like. Some people have no idea what a Traeger is or a pellet grill for that matter. Yeah. So we educate, it's our job to educate them. It's, it's more education than sales. And then once you show them what they do, how easy it is to do ribs, brisket, burgers, pizza, bake a pie, uh, those things on there. Then they're like, really? And I say, yeah, you're getting your time back. You know, you, you'll, uh, you, you'll save this much money not going out to eat this year. Amen that's, to that's that. one of our catches. Yeah. 
This so you, it, it's great. You said you uh, you you have to assemble all the grills uh, every time you yes. sort of set up all these booths. How many grills would you estimate that you've built at this point? Just out of curiosity. Oh my god, five thousand. Five thousand. So you don't need the instruction manual anymore. <laughs> no, I, I can I can assemble a Traeger in about twenty twenty five minutes. Wow. I was going to ask that if you time yourself, you have like a, yeah. <laughs> a time You're to like beat a every time. Pit crew. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, now it is because I know where everything goes. I know what they don't. I mean, every they're. I'll be honest with you, they're super easy to build anyway. Uh, most of the pellet grills are because they're the component is the barrel. You put the chimney on, you put the legs on, and everything else is usually attached to it, the hopper and things like that. So they're pretty easy. Yeah, and I'm not mechanically inclined, so that's good. <laughs> How long? Um, of a time period are you usually away from your family and how, how does that affect that? Uh, well, it's made mine and my wife's relationship a lot better. Cause I think we appreciate each other a lot better. I have older kids. I, if I had young kids, I would have never done this to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, my youngest is going to be a senior in high school next year. And, and uh, I mean, yeah, she's super independent anyway, but uh, we're gone. The normal show is 10 days working, but then I get 10 days off. Okay. 10 days working, 10 days off. That's a pretty nice. good gig. That's pretty yeah, rad. That's not bad. I, I mean, that's to be able to travel like that. I mean, like you said, if you like, we have young kids, so that would be hard for, for me to do, yeah. or, you know, for us to do. Um, but I mean, when you got kids that are, you know, teenagers, they don't want to hang out with you anyways. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, why not yeah. take your dream job? So, Lou, you've you've been all over the country at this point, cooked with all kinds of people. I'm sure we'll get more into that later. But just right here, sort of in the middle of the show, what's the coolest thing that you've done? What's the coolest opportunity that you've had with this gig so far? Uh, a couple come to mind. Uh, in Vegas a couple of years ago, we went down to, uh, you know, Rick, the guy from Pond, Pond Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Has a, barbecue, has a barbecue joint right next to the Pond Stars, uh, his, his shop. And it's good barbecue. Well, he was tending bar upstairs the night that me and the guy I was working with in Vegas, uh, we went down there. And so it wasn't real crowded. We got to know Rick. Rick's giving us shots, getting his picture made with us, that kind of stuff. So it's fun. Yeah. That kind of thing. And it wasn't because, it wasn't because we're Traeger guys. He did know we were in the barbecue business, but it, you know, it had nothing to do really with Traeger. It just happened to be there. It was the moment. Um, and one of my best moments uh, – Instagram wise was this uh, I've been friends with Benny Kendrick online Kendrick barbecue, which is a massively cool Instagram account yes. uh, and a super good guy for a couple of years. And I've, I've always sent him messages and we've always talked and I finally said, okay, dude, I'm finally near you. I'm, I'm working uh, up near San Francisco, near Oakland. And he lives about an hour South there. And he goes, okay, I'm driving up to see you. I'm going to drive up and see you. He says, we got to meet. We got to meet. He came in and we talked 30 minutes an hour. I was working with another guy so I could actually, talk to Benny mm-hmm. and he, he goes, he goes, Lou, you're just like I thought you'd be because <laughs> that accent's fantastic. Uh, and it, here's my phone number. And, and the guy is fantastic. He, he's a really, he's an ambassador of course for Traeger, but he's an ambassador for a guy who his story is fantastic. Uh, he lost his brother. He got depressed, started cooking, got a Traeger, little Traeger, and it got him out of the dumps. Yeah. He, he created a new hobby. He's created his entire persona from that, from that instance of, of just trying to be strong, uh, and he's still he's real open about about all that, which is really cool because he's so down to earth. He's a really good guy. That was fun. 
Lou, I'm so disappointed you didn't talk about the time that you came to the Chattanooga Home Depot and got the chance <laughs> to stand and talk to Barbecue in person. I'm so disappointed. That was fun. Well, that was almost like cooking with brothers. You and Aaron. Uh, it was. Uh, I met three or four. I went. I met Harold down there. Mike Gamble came over uh, from uh, um, Smoky Smoky Boys. Smoky Bro Smoky Boys. Boys. Yeah. A uh, great guy. And, and so I made the Chattanooga crew, I feel, or uh, Chattanooga and Knoxville, of course, you know, are, are kind of homes to me because I'm on White's Bar all the time in Meigs County. And uh, so that's just a little less than an hour away from Chattanooga. But yeah, Matt came over and Aaron was over there and we we're just sitting there cooking. And that trip, I believe I did a rack of ribs and I'd been eating some, um, they had a big bag of flaming hot Cheetos and about 30 minutes into my, this is going to be funny. You're going to like this 30 minutes into my cook, uh, for, for the home Depot people, I crushed up that bag of flaming hot Cheetos and used it as the top rub on those ribs. No way. It was amazing. Oh, that sounds so <laughs> yes. good. It was so much fun. I said, I got to do this. Crush, 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 crush. Put it on there, patted it in. And I told a couple people, and they went, oh, my God, you're genius. I'm like, no, man, it's just spontaneous. It was fun. You should have been like, I bet they ate it up. Yes, I am. The barbecue MacGyver. No, I've got to say, Texas and California better watch out because East Tennessee is bringing some barbecue. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Tennessee's the, of course, I'm super biased. I'm born bread raised in East Tennessee all my life. And Tennessee is the best barbecue state by far. I've been to all the others. I've had Texas. I've ate at Aaron Franklin's last March. Great brisket. Um, I've eaten at, uh, you name it, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Great barbecue. You can find barbecue anywhere. I found really good barbecue in Vancouver, uh, Canada, British Columbia. Good barbecue. I, I Okay, I, have, I do have a big question about this because I have not been – nearly as many places as you have and but i have yet we, we we've talked about this on this podcast that i hate going out for barbecue like especially here in knoxville um because i can't get barbecue as good as what we make and if you've got a honey hole i don't care where it's at in the state if you got a honey hole will you please share it right now is there a place in tennessee that you feel like is like it's this is good barbecue or is it reload headquarters because i don't count the barbecue <laughs> chain that's here in knoxville that doesn't count for me now i'll tell you the best dry ribs in tennessee uh and i haven't had jay durbin's but the best dry rub ribs in tennessee are peg leg porker i mean carrie bringle is a flipping barbecue genius and what he said about barbecue will hold true to anybody where you can't badmouth Traeger, you can't badmouth the Weber, you can't badmouth the stick burner he says it doesn't matter what you cook on as long as the end result is what you want, yep. then who gives a flip what you're cooking on? If your barbecue is good and you like it, that's all that matters. Yeah. I don't think he says flip, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've learned to, uh, with my 17-year-old daughter, of course, and long ago learned to uh, censor myself. Yep. Well, hey. And so for anybody who doesn't know, Jay Durbin is Tennessee Mojo Barbecue, who was the 2018 Memphis in May Ribs champ from West Tennessee. 19, I think. Was it 2019? Yep. Got yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he's a genius. And his, yep. his, uh, I use his rubs some. I've used it with your rubs uh, in combination and then get color and then flavor because your stuff, like pack and heat is one of my favorite rubs on the flipping planet Stop when i want to do wings Stop. yeah it is yeah and and, and magnum 
Get out of here. Dude, out of the park. Dude, I'm telling you. Back in heat is it's hot right. on my list. All right, Lou, I've got something special for you that we won't talk about, but we've got something special that we're going to let him taste. I don't know what it is. Yes, you do. <laughs> Go ahead and pretend you do. Okay, yes, it's super, super special. <laughs> you just wait. Yeah. So, Joel, do you want to take us to a break, and when we come back, we can talk more about barbecue? Sounds good. Speaking of a break from Matt Farr, let's head into a break right now. When we get back, we got some more questions for Mr. Lou here. Stacy is shaking her head at me because she thinks I'm a dork. But we'll see you on the other side of the break right now. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. So we were just starting to get into some of the cool uh, barbecue stories that Lou's got. And the guy's like a craft beer connoisseur, too. So, Lou, I want to throw to you. Just tell us some, like, war stories of stuff that, you know, cool stuff that you've dealt with, cool people you've encountered. Give us all the good, juicy details. Uh, First comes to mind would be working in Minneapolis a couple years ago. It was about, it was around Memorial Day um, and it was the hottest. They had a record heat, like a hundred degrees in a great area, uh, Maple Grove. Um, so I was working at Tandem with another guy and the guy comes in, he's wearing a Traeger hat. I'm like, oh, cool. This guy really likes Traeger. He's, you know, and he walks up and he sees my name tag, Lou. And he goes, Lou, are you blues and barbecue, Lou? I went, yes. He goes, Bob McNutt. R.C. McNutt, McNutt Barbecue. Oh, like, yeah. I know them. Said, yeah, yeah. Dude, great guy. So he goes, hey, dude, come over. He goes, I want to cook for y'all. He goes, my birthday, his birthday is uh, right around now. He goes, I want y'all to come over. Uh, I want to do a brisket. And I've got, you know, and it, 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 he's a cool guy. and a craft beer guy, too. But he goes, come on over. I'll have some friends over and we'll cook out. Uh, so go over. And uh, Bob's a great guy. He's, he's he's a cool cat. And we go over and I'm and, he introduced me to his buddies and one guy named Matt Hendricks. And I, and I said, Matt Hendricks, I know that name. I thought I might have known him through Instagram or through barbecue or something. And so we're sitting there and the hockey season was going on and Nashville just got eliminated in the playoffs. And I'm a big hockey fan, uh, Predators fan. Anything Tennessee sports, I'm big on. Yeah, boy. And so Matt Hendricks was sitting to my left and he started laughing. And he's, he has a crutch and he had been uh, had surgery on his knee. He's kind of giggled. He goes, yeah, I'm glad they're out. And well... Matt Hendricks was a left winger or right winger for the Minnesota Wild. He's an NHL player. He got drafted by Nashville originally. He's sitting right here next to me, this big, you know, tough guy. Yeah. Wow. I said, now I know who you are. I said, Matt <laughs> Hendricks, yeah. yeah. Said, he's, he's, a, he's a Traeger guy. He's a pellet guy because he, he's friends with Bob. Now, here's the next part of this story. Bob, last August, came down with his buddies to Nashville his friend is a, was a big Steelers fan. It was a preseason game where the Steelers were playing the Titans. And he goes, Lou, we're coming down, me and the wife and another couple. Uh, you and your wife come down. And I went, absolutely. He goes, you got to show me around Nashville. I said, okay. So he goes, where do we need to meet? And I went, we need to meet at Peg Lake Porker because you need to eat there. And so we did. We ate out on the patio. And that night, Carrie Bringle and his, um, they call their uh, – upstairs bar when they do their podcast he has a, uh, a podcast to um called bullshit corner so he's sitting there on the corner <laughs> and the other guys and <laughs> so we we go in and they're doing the podcast and and i'm wearing um i'm wearing 
a shirt that says barbecue AF on it. So, you know, yeah. so I see all of them have started laughing, but they're still on the cast and we go around and get our picture made with Carrie and all this and go back out. And, and, but that later that night, of course, we went downtown. I had to show Bob and them all of the tootsies and everything else. And I've got really good video. I hope Bob listens to this because I've got really good video of Bob doing the Pee Wee Herman. Oh, <laughs> I think it needs to go on the TRP page. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, There's so many good things. I mean, I was talking about barbecue earlier. The bar- good barbecue can be found anywhere. I found it in uh, in Winnipeg. I have found it in uh, Vancouver. Um, just fantastic. Wow. So you've been all over the place, Lou, literally yeah. everywhere. What's the single best barbecue that you've consumed? Hmm. That is a good question. Uh, <sighs> Smoky D's in Des Moines was pretty good. Of course, his his trophy room is as big as my den, um, so he knew what he was doing. Golly, uh, Aaron Franklin, yeah. Franklin's. Oh, besides that, give give us somebody <laughs> we don't know about. <laughs> Valentina's Tex Mex Barbecue Austin. You know him. Matt's not satisfied. I do, but most people probably don't. So what was the dish that you had there? I'm curious. Well, I, get in, I, I had to go after work on a Saturday, and it's like any good barbecue joint. Once they're out of something, they're out. I yeah. get in line, and they go up and erase brisket, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I said, I don't really want tacos, even though they may have out of this world tacos. And so being a little light goes off, and I go, and I asked him, I said, do you still have beef ribs? He goes, yeah. They had ribs. This big with meat on it that much, which is like it's basically brisket and eh, not a cut brisket, but it's brisket on a bone if wow. you do it right. Brisket <laughs> on a stick, they say. Yeah. Yes, it's brisket on a stick. And so I ordered that and it was not cheap because it did it by the pound. And uh, I said, yes. And I did that. And he had a this sandwich that was uh, uh, what he called the pork, the, the piggy porker sandwich. And it is it, just loaded with it three or four different kinds of pork on it. And it was fantastic. Now, one other good barbecue, the Z-Man sandwich. The Z-Man sandwich from um, in Kansas City. I got to work Kansas City. I've worked all the good barbecue cities. So the Z-Man sandwich is another amazing thing. And I don't, can't even tell you what all is on it. But uh, I worked. I got to work with um, Kansas City uh, Barbecue Company there. Um, and I, I went to uh, Q39, uh, which is a – if you ever go to Kansas City – uh, the barbecue rivals Memphis, and that's hard for me to say. The thing about Kansas City is it's all-encompassing. They do everything there. They do pork. They do ribs. They do brisket. They do burn ins They're real famous for burn ins Where Memphis is pulled pork and ribs, for the most part, and yeah. then some sausages, hot links, and you can find fried chicken, you know. But Kansas City impressed me. Hmm. Did you, a lot. Did you say well, – I, I got to roll back a little. Did you say a Zima sandwich? Z. Z man, Z man, yeah. Cheerleader Zima, you'll get a crisp Zima. <laughs> the nineties is calling. He's drinking a peach side. Yeah, you can't beat that though. Like you are making a living, and you get to travel to these cities, and then when you're off, hey, let's try out all these craft barbecue and craft beer joints, breweries, um, authentic places. Like you cannot beat that. Mm-mm. No, because like th- these places can be like hard to find and stuff, but like you're literally just talking barbecue with people who love it all day long, right? 
And that's is that, is where, that where you get it? Recommendations. It's exactly yeah. where I get it. Uh, I'll ask people once I get into a town if I don't know. You know, I, of course, I Google. I always research because I always want to know what breweries are near me. I mean, with craft beer, I want to go to the, all these breweries. But I'll ask them, okay, where can I get a good barbecue? Some people like uh, Augusta, Georgia. I couldn't find any. I had to drive like 30 miles out of Augusta to find good barbecue. And it was good. It was like a meat and three, but they had a, they had chopped Carolina barbecue, but they also had a, more of a pulled pork barbecue. So they covered a couple of bases with that. And it was a little dive. It was a, you put a tray down, you go in, it's like Chandler's um, Magnolia, uh, yeah. put a tray down, get a meat and three. And, and it was fantastic. Enjoyed that. Uh, and then, but I also ask them always, because every city has this, where's the best pizza? Right. Amen. Yeah. There you go. Because the people know. <laughs> get pizza. You know, the yeah. internet doesn't know, yes. but the people that live there, they know the nooks and crannies and the dive bars that are going to give you the best food. Lou needs a damn TV show, like Living with Lou <laughs> or something. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Lou blows me up every single week over pizza because he knows that this is the barbecue hashtag barbecue year of pizza and i've been falling off on it and haven't been posting pizzas and working on pizzas the way i should have been so lou posts pizza every week and tags me in it just to remind me how bad i suck <laughs> he's like hey you son of a bitch here you go yeah. remember this yesterday was a hashtag barbecue year of the potato that's yeah. right uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad burn it was, that was so bad, bad. that's great all right so i want to switch gears a little bit uh this barbecue talk has been great but lou we're a little thirsty i'm a little thirsty now i want to get into some brewskis i know you are a beer connoisseur i love beer all things beer except for hefeweizens no i don't like those (laughs) what about zima's i will crush a zima Zima's not beer. Let's be honest. <laughs> Zima is like a light seltzer. Yeah, pre-seltzer. Mm, sweet and nice. Pre-seltzer. <laughs> Zima's are like White Claws before White Claws. Oh, <laughs> they are. It's, 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 they cornered the market. It's the dilution of White yeah. Claws. <laughs> Pre-flavor. 15 years ahead of their time. Yeah, 10, 15 years ahead of their time. If they were, if Zima's were out now, they'd be so popular. They'd have to put them in the skinny tall cans, and they would be so popular, and everybody have them at the lake. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and they would, be, they would be drinking water. Yep, and Spencer Kirksey would be drinking them by the gallon. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yep. So... But tell us a little bit about that. So you, um, you know, you are a professed beer connoisseur. Give me, your, give me yes. your, your, give me your credentials, bro. Uh, with beer, another thing about 20 years ago started, cause I figured here's, I said, you know, you can't really call yourself a beer drinker, a true beer drinker, unless you could drink Guinness. And at that time I could not drink a Guinness. I hated it. It tastes like burnt coffee to me. Mm. Now I could, you know, it. so it's a palate. You have to adjust your palate. And I started out, uh, I asked some guys who had been in it a while, and they said, okay, start mild. Don't start like super hoppy because you got to work your way up through the hop stuff. And I remember the first time I had a really, really super hoppy beer. Uh, it was a double IPA from Three Floyds, which is a great brewer in Indiana. And it was called Dreadnought, which the name should have told you, well, it's going <laughs> to knock your, the enamel off your teeth. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had that, and the flavor was so good, so deep, tropical. Yeah, it was hoppy. Yeah, it was bitter, but it wasn't mean bitter. It was sweet bitter. I, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. No. Uh, from then on, the search just went for everything, everywhere. And I'm, I mean, IPAs, great, whatever. Uh, but to me, the best beer in the world is uh, 
probably Orval. It's a it's a Belgian beer um, that uses Bretomasses as their yeast, so it gets a really funky flavor over time. I'm, here's what it tastes like. If you can if you can think of this, it tastes like hoppy, juicy fruit gum. What the, the, mm-hmm. the nose on it is juicy fruit gum. I'm not kidding. It's because the yeast esters do that, and the flavor is a little bit hoppy and a little bit funky, but it's hoppy, juicy fruit gum. And now it's for amazing. a second, I was it thinking of fruit striped gum. And I know I was too. When he said that, I was thinking fruit striped. Yeah, fruit striped, the worst gum juicy known fruit. to man. One bite, all the flavors gone. The juicy fruit. Yeah, that sounds really good. Now I've never heard of that before. Say it again. What was the name? Uh, Orval, O R V A L, and the ball. It, um, the total wine will probably has it. it. The bottles look like bowling pins. They're little brown bottles with a, a fatter bottom on it. They're kind of round on the bottom. They look, yeah, and they only make one beer. It's called Orval. That's it. Hey, you make something good. Stick stick to it. So, you know, my beer journey, of course, with with everybody was, you know, Natty Ice, Bud Light, Miller Light, you know, that, you know, growing up. But with you, when you were kind of getting, you know, getting into beer, I went light beer, dark beer. And then like, I couldn't stand an IPA. And like I, I don't know what the the proper, you know, way to go is, but I went light beer, then I went into oatmeal porters, um, you know, Guinness, you know, Guinness Stout. I liked milk stouts for a while. And then I worked my way down to like right now, I love IPAs. But I, I have, used to hate them. I used to hate them. But I have heard that the pinnacle of beer drinking is what of the acid what's the acid reflux beer? Sours. Sours. Sour. I've heard that. I love those. I heard I that top of the pyramid. That is the that is the nastiest. <laughs> that's the nastiest freaking beer. And that's crazy because that's probably one of my favorites. It's no how do y'all drink that? You're I don't like, drink it either. Like, like gozas and stuff? I, I have I have drank I've tried her sour beers and it at the feel the feel and the taste reminds me of acid reflux so bad that I can't <laughs> Me stand too, it. man. Me too. I mean, it's, it's like, like just, it's like lemons inside of a wet gym sock. You know, they're so good. <laughs> like. No, no, they're so much better. Now there's all different kinds though. There's like some that are like really fruity. I like more, um, more the sour, like obviously more sour ones, but then you get where they're like thick and dark and like apple cider vinegar. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. What What's your thoughts on that, Lou? I can I can drink all those. The I'll tell you, there's a genius from East Tennessee that is the funky brewer for Yazoo in Nashville, and uh, Brandon Jones. He is their embrace the funk brewer. Uh, great guy, super good guy. He's from Clinton, um, and he uses wild yeast to get the souring effect, and uses a lot of fruits. Um, not all of them fruits. Uh, but he is renowned for his brewing ability and he is a genius. I'm telling you, see his can here's, if you want the pinnacle of sour beers and that kind of wild yeast, you need to drink Canyon. It's C-A-N-T-I-L-L-O-N. Canyon is a Belgian. The Belgians are geniuses when it comes to that souring thing. So, it, and yeah, to me, it's the top of the pyramid. It really is. I love sour beers. I'll tell you that my favorite one that I ever had was in New York at a small craft brewery and it had uh dill and dill and what else was in it? Oh yeah. It was, a, it was, I don't know. Mm. I, it tasted like, a, it tasted like acid 
reflux no. dill pickles. Freaking awesome. <laughs> it's like shit, it's like shit in a can. Whatever. And I, sla- I, and I lapped it. it up. And you probably kissed me afterwards. I, so. I did. Jokes on you. So, Lou, I know you're, in my opinion, the leading authority on beers. And part of the reason for that is because I know when you and I talked at Home Depot that day, probably last year, you told me that you were actually tracking every single beer that you had tried in an app. Yeah, and you could tell me the number of beers you had tried. And at that point, and probably still today, I've never met anybody who's tried more beers than you. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the beer, it's a beer app. It's a social drinking app. And you just kind of keep up with your beers. It's how I do it. I used to review beers, you know, like a beer reviewer and do all the stuff on another site. But that got old, you know, after... <laughs> One, two, three, three thousand different beers. That got well, a little old. But don't you still do yeah. like the 12 beers uh-huh. of Christmas every year? Every year. That is one of my, every year when I travel, since I get to travel, I'll bring back, beer. there's at least six beers coming home with me or three to six every trip. If I can find a good brewery, I save the best, the cream of the crop, the hard ones to get, the ones that are highly rated or the ones I just think I might love for my 12 beers of Christmas. And the, some of the stipulations of that is it hasn't, it has to be a beer I haven't had before. It may be highly rated, as, but I say, hey, I haven't had that, but I've really been wanting it. So I'll grab it off a shelf in Denver, you know, or in California and bring it back. I say, okay, it's all, IPAs don't age well, so I don't do IPAs on um, 12 beers of Christmas. I'll stick it in the back of my beer fridge, which I probably should go down here and show you through the magic of Skype here. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah, but yeah, the t- the twelve beers of Christmas. I- I'm up to on Untapped. Untapped is a great app. Uh, it keeps up with your um your count of beers, and that's basically how I do it. Like a diary of beers. I've I'm at about uh, uh, six thousand seven hundred individual different beers that I've had. Different beers, wow. not. God, not, are you kidding? I didn't know that many existed. Three hundred Bud Lights. Oh, well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, there's over 6,000 brewers in the U.S. alone. And if you say 6,000 brewers, each one makes maybe four or five beers minimum, that's 30,000 different beers. Holy moly! So, wow. Dude, Lou, you are like a lot of fun. <laughs> and you went down the road! I feel like I've missed out. On a, on a really fun person for a really long time. Like, Tell my wife that. You're like a renaissance man. I just want to like travel around with you and stuff. <laughs> you don't know Lou? <laughs> what a loser. Lou. Anyway. All right. Well, let's take another break. And when we get back, we're going to jump into Jeremy's signature segment with rapid fire questions. Lou, I hope you're ready, bro. And then we'll get into some reload recommendations as well. So let's take a break right now. When we come back, we'll get into all this new fun segments we have. Welcome back, guys. We are going to jump right into the rapid fire questions. 
tonight we have special guest Lou. He is going to come on first, and then we're going to go Matt, Stacy, and Joel. We got some yes or no's, some short answers, some true or falses. So stay on your toes, especially Joel with the rabbit rule. All right, guys, let's jump into it. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm doing one this time. <laughs> All right. Favorite pellet grill cook, meat or side? Favorite thing to make? Lou. Uh, three, two, one ribs. There you go. Matt? Oh, pulled pork. Pulled pork, man. I thought you were going to say uh, sweet potatoes, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Cliche. I'm going with the ribs like Lou said. I'm going to... St- I know I said it last week, but I'm going to go with a reverse sear ribeye. That's what I'm going with. Mm. Come on. Solid. Yeah. All right. The next question is a true or false. People who block traffic waiting for you to back out of a parking space when they could easily go to a different parking space are the worst type of people. Lou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that block parking spaces waiting to get like into you, a space. They're like they have their blinker on and they're holding up traffic waiting for your parking space when they could just go down like three parking spaces and park. Did this happen to you this week? <laughs> yeah, it did. I hate, I hate those kind of people. <laughs> the only reason why, I'll, I'll say false, but the only reason why is because I've probably done that before because I'm old. <laughs> and, and, and it could have been raining. It was Lou today. For the most part, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll say waiting. false only because there's worse people. All right, Matt. Oh, man, I got to say false, too, because I'm the worst about, like, claiming it. You claim the space by pulling <laughs> up to it and turning the blinker on. Yeah, I do that all the time. That's like no. some dang stuff. No, it's that stationary. is true. I do not like it. I feel, you know, sometimes I get the kid. got to get the kid in the car, and I got to get settled. And someone's rushing me with their blinker because they're waiting for my spot. Like, just keep on going and walk the extra few spaces. <laughs> Exactly. Joel? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say uh, true as well. You know, get out there and get your legs. Stretch them out. That's me. If someone does that to me, I'll adjust the radio, the mirrors. I'll stay <laughs> for 30 minutes. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Start Instagramming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. How hard did you guys laugh at the enormous calamity that was the Weber smoke fire? Lou? <laughs> You're asking a trigger guy. <laughs> uh, w- well, uh, uh, yeah. Come on, you man. Know, Be uh, raw and real. You had a good chuckle. It, you had a good chuckle. <laughs> it, got a, it did. And God bless them because whoever sells more grills than anybody else can buy them, you know, right. but yeah. Yeah, a lot. Matt? Uh, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. I'm, I was glad I didn't pre order it. Joel, Stacy, did you guys uh, keep up on that? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, I thought it was hilarious. I I don't I didn't think that uh, I thought Weber has no doesn't need to have any skin in this game. They are what they are. You know what I mean? Why are you even trying to? It's like trying to create a white claw. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Next question. All right, there is a rumor that Traeger is starting a baby slash toddler line. I'm not asking you to confirm this, Lou, but would you let your baby or toddler cook on a miniature-sized Traeger, like baby-sized ribeyes, baby carrots, etc.? Lou? Well, I think they probably are geared toward the little people, so I don't know. It's It could be something in the works, but would I let them do it with baby carrots and baby corn and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like a five-year-old, like on a little tiny Traeger. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Treat them young. Yeah. Matt, would you let a child? Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I might have a need here pretty quick to be making some baby food, so I'd say I would uh, I would definitely need a product like that. Cool, cool. Stacy? Speechless. <laughs> did, did I just hear something? This is rapid fire. You have to keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Okay. Stacy, would you let your small children cook on a trigger? It depends on if there was a temperature control on it. Well, it'd probably be like an easy bake oven slash trigger, so no. I imagine there'd be a safety feature. No. Yes, full bore. I want 500 <laughs> degrees. I want my kid to have my damn food ready when I get home from work. That's how I mow the lawn, cook my damn food. Yes. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> All right, next question. Cool. Should Matt change his Instagram handle from Farbecue to Farbetrager? Lou. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yeah, Matt. Absolutely. Lou, absolutely. if I'm if I'm tra- if I'm changing my name to include Traeger, you got you have to too. It, we're, blues we're and barbecue and Traeger. Traeger blues. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy, yeah. should uh, should he change his name? No, no, you cannot beat barbecue. That's beautiful. That is a beautiful name. Joel, someone who's recently changed their name on Instagram, should Matt change his name? No. Hell no. <laughs> He says with the camp chef. I'm just kidding. I like old farbecue. All right, guys. guys, Next question. Seeing how Traeger starts with the letter T and their color is orange, how how obvious is it that Traeger and Tiger King collaboration is in the works? Lou, can you confirm Uh, this? I can neither confirm nor deny, but you also have to remember that that power T in Traeger is very similar to something over on the hill so we have trader orange and it just fits right in rackets up anyways matt do you think there's a collaboration coming uh i think i heard that Traeger's going to be releasing a meat grinder so it sounds like a good collaboration (laughs) to me perfect stacy show me the tiger meat on a traeger and i think it's real I heard through the grapevine that uh, they were going to be partnering up with Carol Baskins on a yeah on a new uh, a new Traeger line yeah it's called uh, Baskins with an S yeah so it's feed, uh, kill, yeah. feed him to the tiger K- killer rub killer rub <laughs> yeah killer rub <laughs> <laughs> all right guys next question favorite flavor of pellets Lou hickory Matt. I know where this is going, man. I know where this is going. I love a fruit blend. I love a fruit blend. So it's uh, it's uh, like apple, cherry, and uh, maple together. And anybody who says they can't taste the difference in pellets isn't using the right cooker. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Stacy, apple. Uh, I love them all because I can't tell a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> it all tastes like smoke to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hang on i got a rabbit i got a rabbit hole these will burn so there was, a, there was a time there was a time i'm sure i'll have to put in a, rep, a record skip here in post but i accidentally left fruit pellets in the hopper and i tried to do some beef with it and the beef tasted fruity like i had a brisket that tasted fruity on the outside so i know there's people that say that they can't taste the difference but on these particular pellets i was using i could taste the difference so all right, all right. there you go Rabbit, rabbit hole for me real quick. This is more of a question. Do you guys clean, how, how religiously do you all clean your pellet smokers? I try to do it every 40 hours. 
does the camp chef have an hour ticker on it? How do you know when you've hit 40 hours? <laughs> so I record Brandy all my cooks on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and so I can kind of look and see like, oh, I've done like X, Y, and Z cooks since my last cleaning. Jeremy's got a so, clipboard attached to his and he's like the pencil <laughs> with, the, with the string attached. And he's like, okay, yep, okay, chef okay, mode. So I, I do try to clean mine. And I'll tell you, it just depends on what I've been cooking. So like if I've done ribs or a pork butt or something like that, and there's a bunch of that pork grease in the cooker and then i try to sear some chicken or something at 450 i'm gonna have a grease fire so i've got to clean it out before i do any chicken okay well my the reason i brought that up is i, I don't clean mine <laughs> shocker jeremy as ever <laughs> as often um and i wonder if that you know attributes to not tasting the different flavors in the smoke what's your recommendation lou uh, I clean before and after every big cook and about every, here's one way to do it about every bag of pellets. If you do it about like that, you're going to have it clean. But if you, I would always clean it before a big cook. I did a brisket yesterday and I cleaned it before I cooked. Um, and like Matt said, here's where you can tell the difference in pellets on the low and slow. Cause you can smell apple and you can smell cherry. You can smell sweet, sweet smoke, the higher temperatures. It doesn't matter because you're just using wood as a fuel. The lower temperatures, you do get a difference. And like he said, say if you left cherry in there and you did a brisket, you'd have a slightly fruity brisket. Hot temperatures, it doesn't matter. All right, guys, next question. If a hobo football player with a golf club was threatening your family who's in a Winnebago behind you, would you fight the man? Lou. Oh, I'd stomp his little ass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Matt? You see? <laughs> no. If it was threatening my family, yes. If he was threatening my family, yes. If it was just I was trying to pick a fight, no. But you wouldn't, like, get out of the Winnebago to go fight him. Lou Does would. he have a golf club that I can beat him up with? That's the question. Like, you would have to get the golf club from him to beat him up with it. He's holding the golf club. I think I would. I think I would. You would? You would? Yep. Stacy? I would stomp him. Like Joel's cowering in the Winnebago. Oh, pop out. You know, Wait a minute. Record scratch. He had this dream, what, two weeks ago? And then this crap happened to, uh, oh, yeah. yesterday at oh, work. Oh, was that a I premonition? It was a premonition. Oh. It was. Lou, I don't know. If, uh, I Okay. I One of my <laughs> rabbit hole stories, I told about a dream where, anyways. Someone this tried to fight his family. The exa- at his oh, work. That's pretty funny. Destiny. It is. I'm telling you. Destiny. Anyways, Anyways. back to you, Jeremy. Back to me. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, answer. So, I didn't answer. Joel, we already we already know your answer because <laughs> you went on for 20 minutes about it in a previous podcast. Joel has any opportunity to go ahead and fight somebody? Oh, you a fight? Protect his family. Or a fight? He's coming. He's coming for you. Go to dogs. No, that, Jeremy, that hurry. Story earlier wasn't even about a leaf blower. It was actually a bag of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Get my leaves back, bro. Right to myself. I'm the dump. <laughs> All right, guys. It's a warm summer day. You just finished mowing the lawn in your New Balance 990s. You've earned yourself a crispy boy. What's your go-to beer, Lou? Uh, lawnmower beer? Mm-hmm. Steagle grapefruit rattler. Hey, oh, see. I want to try this. Oh, I'll do that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's probably Miller Lite. Like if I'm just going to crack a cold one and be refreshed, it's Miller Lite. 
Nice. Stacy? Can I say two or one? Knock yourself out. You haven't had a rabbit hole yet. What the I, hell? I what is? Say, how come there's no rules for anybody else but me? I would say a crispy PBR or a Stella Artois. Nice, Joel. I'm cracking a Lagunitas. Lagunitas. That's that's nice. the that's, that's the Miller Lite of IPAs right there. <laughs> Jeremy, what's yours? Uh, I'm usually a uh, Silver Bullet guy, but uh, Coors Latte. P- yes, Coors Latte. Uh, but I've been liking the PBRs. Yeah, uh, they're quality beer. Okay. Yep. Uh, we only have one more question, Joel. If you want to use your rabbit hole, no. So I'm good, but right. I, I had some stories today. I feel good about myself. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Final yeah, question Josh. of the night. Josh, you like those stories, Josh? I don't know who Josh is. Josh Hickman. <laughs> oh yeah, gotcha. Mother. Straw what barbecue? Yeah, Josh. Um, Straw what? Straw what? <laughs> All right, guys. Final question of the night. Lou, is Reload Rub the greatest seasoning of all time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pack and heat. Pack and heat. Pack and heat is so good that I've, I think I, I'm not even going to say. Yeah. If you want to Chris, so, you rub it on your we'll gums. You. you rub it on your gums. It's that good. Sometimes. That's that's close. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm alone at night. The eyebrow. <laughs> I, 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 I rub it on her gum. <laughs> <laughs> yes! The perfect answer! I like it spicy, baby. I don't think you guys even need to answer the question because that was just too perfect. So that was just the end of it. rapid fire. That was so good. Nicely done, Lou. That's the best answer to a rapid fire ever. <laughs> Stacy's crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to roll into my segment now uh, that um, I almost skipped over. We're going to roll into Reload Recommendations. We got these things recommend for you from Reload. Yeah. Stop shaking your head at me. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, guys. So this is, this is for, y'all quit talking. This is the Reload Recommendations where we're going to recommend things that we love uh, that we want you all to know about. Let's go ahead and we'll start it off with Jeremy. Tell us what you recommend to our listeners. So I was hoping I would kind of go in the middle tonight because y'all are going to make fun of the thing I'm going to recommend. Um, but just to preface it, it's, it's a TV show that I recently binged watched uh, three seasons. Um, this show has a perfect 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, many critics would call it the greatest show of its genre of all time. Mm. Um, it broke records at the network it was on when it was on the air. Mm. Um, and it is um, the cartoon Avatar of the, uh, the Last Airbender. Oh, man. Yeah. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> Not watching that. I'm with you, bro. It's a children's cartoon. I'm with you, bro. Not watching No, it. I used to watch Avatar. Joel, you were watching Naruto yesterday. Not Naruto. 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 All right. <laughs> right. Let's get it freaking right. Uh, the, I do have that. That's the, the. I mean, I'm probably one of the coolest people any of you have met. Uh, but the one nerdy side to me is I do like anime. So. All right, like, Matt. I, I never watched Avatar at all, and I just stumbled upon it because it's on Netflix now, and I binged the whole thing in like less than a week. Not half bad. Poor Natalia. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt. Give us your recommendation, boss man. So mine actually is an also a TV show. I guess we've all just been watching a bunch of TV right now. Uh, but mine is a series on Netflix called Win the Wilderness. Have you guys heard of this? 
I've heard of it. So the whole point of the show is it's a reality series where this old couple has a uh, homestead in Alaska. And they're getting to the point where they're so old they can't take care of it anymore. So the whole premise of the show is trying to find who's going to take over that property and and care for it in the future. So it's a great show. Um, uh, It's only a few episodes long. I think it's like six episodes or something like that. And I'll tell you, that last episode where the old folks are finally uh, handing over the keys to the house is a real tearjerker. We finished it right before we started recording the, uh, tonight's episode. I was having to like mop up the tears and stuff. So. <laughs> That's why you were crying during the intro. Yeah. So go check it out. It's called Win the Wilderness on Netflix. Okay. Interesting. Yep. I'm jumping in now. All right. This is my recommendation and it's badass. So we just went camping over the Memorial Day weekend and I'm going to, sorry, Lou, I know you're Traeger man. But I am going to recommend the Camp Chef Pro 60. Uh, this is a port- not a pellet grill. It's not a pellet grill. This is a portable propane grill, but it is one of the most versatile pieces of equipment. Um, I, I've had it for a, a while, but I really got to just dive into it over the week. I fed eight people over three days. We did hibachi on it. We did uh, you know breakfast, lunch, dinner. What else we make on the damn thing? So we did, um, yeah, you did hibachi chicken and shrimp hibachi, yep. steak, uh, carne oh, asada tacos. Mm-hmm. Then we did- uh, we Breakfast burrito, venison bre- breakfast burritos. I'm glad I can't remember a damn thing about my story. But yes, so anyways, the point is, is that, you know, you can, it's, it's got a bunch of different attachments. You can put a pizza oven on it. You can put a barbecue box. It's got- Hot dogs, burgers. I got, I have two griddle tops on there, and then we were percolating coffee in the mornings over the top of the eye, about five minutes. And it just folds up and goes in a neat bag. And so for I, what I what used to take me two or three different devices when we would go camping, I was able to do all in one. And uh, it was, uh, if, you're gonna, if you're a big camper, if you're an outdoorsman and you need something that that's compact, but really brings it, check out the uh, Camp Chef Pro 60. And it has a neat bag. It's got, it's got, it's old. It's got it's old. I mean, if it's in a bag, you better damn buy it. The sweet bag. Stacy, what you got? All right. All right. So, speaking of camping, um, my brother introduced me. So, I love s'mores. I love s'mores when we're out camping. And he said, listen, he's like, put that Hershey bar back and get a Reese cup out. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. Graham cracker, <laughs> Reese cup, roasted marshmallow. And then another graham cracker. The first bite, it's like, okay, yeah, peanut buttery goodness. But the more you eat it, I was like, give me three more of these. <laughs> Addicting. <laughs> because that, that warm, toasty marshmallow starts to melt the peanut butter cup. It's a beautiful, beautiful marriage. Pretty, that sounds delicious. Pretty divine. That's my yep. recommendation. So there you go. Lou, bring us home, brother. All right. Uh, you're going to like this one. Um, Instagram follow. Uh, Seattle Butcher's Wife. Yep. Um, yeah, Misty Ventero is, she's my barbecue twin. We have the same birthday, find out. And she speaks highly of Joel and Stacy. So uh, that her, her cooks are magnificent um, just to watch the process because she'll do almost stories in her in her Instagram she'll, she'll lay it all out have a video in there then she'll throw a story to it and, and she's a really nice person to do so um, I mean Jeremy and Matt y'all, y'all take some, some of the best pictures I've ever seen on Instagram but if you want to follow 
um, somebody who's reload friendly and just is a good person and hell happens to have the best birthday in the world along with me uh, <laughs> Seattle Butcher's wife uh, uh, is is a great follow a fantastic follow I completely stand behind that yeah. um, Misty is so awesome like you said she she uses reload but what I like like you said what I like about her page is like she'll post the different um, what is it the different stages of her cooks yeah, and they're, they're exactly. always meaty and you know, everything just looks awesome. And, yeah. and she's the wife of a butcher. She's got a lot of good knowledge there. I know when we've talked about mm -hmm. butchering the, the yeah. cows and stuff. So yeah, love her. Um, shout out to you, Misty. Yeah. That was a hell of a recommendation there, Lou. Way to one up Thank us, you. buddy. <laughs> that was a good note to end on. <laughs> it was, it was. Peanut butter s'mores. So Misty. <laughs> TV shows. So anyways, well, but now Lou, dude, I could sit here and I could talk to you for hours. Um, like your stories, right. your knowledge. It's just been, it's been an amazing experience for me. And I can sure I can attest to the rest of the crew as well. But um, before we head out of here, please tell everyone how they can find you and follow you and all that. Sure. Uh, Blues and barbecue. And it's at, uh, you know, at blues and barbecue, Twitter, at blues and barbecue, Instagram, um, and it's B A R B Q, not B B Q. Uh, but could, that's what I started a long time ago. Uh, that's the, you can find me, uh, Traeger, Traegering somewhere, pushing reload rubs, uh, pushing my favorite cooks, doing something weird like a peanut butter burger with peach jam on it. Hey, oh. I did that recently too. Yeah. Uh, or Untapped, Blues and Barbecue on Untapped. Uh, it's a great app to just keep up with your beers and say, hey, I want to try this out. But Blues and Barbecue anywhere, a lot of places. Right on, man. So if you guys, if you want to follow the 6,000 beer man and hear more about his soft peaches, <laughs> be sure to go follow Blues and Barbecue. <laughs> soft peaches, what? You <laughs> just want to shake your tree. That's right. <laughs> we thank you guys for listening. But before you guys go, go right now, hit that subscribe button. We want you guys to be able to listen to this show anytime, anywhere. So do it. Do it right now. Hit that button. And guys, be be do be freaking a b i can't talk <laughs> nothing is coming out use your words all right be sure to tune in on the next episode we love you guys we'll see you next time this podcast is brought to you by reload rub and seasoning head to reloadrub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends perfect for amping up your next meal no msg clean ingredients and a portion of every sale is donated to hungry heroes serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. We can see your chest. <laughs> it's nice. You really want to? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That'll cost $5. <laughs> <laughs> We're a strip on the podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Beads from Mardi Gras. <laughs> it's it's going to win like the rabbit hole of the year award. I'm going to have to confront more homeless people. We should do superlatives <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the Dundies. <laughs> the Reloadies. The Reloadies. Peaches. Peaches. All right. So I've always loved peaches. About six or seven years ago, happened to be driving up uh, Highway 58 um, in Roan County, and they had the roadside stand probably late June, middle June. And pull over, and this guy said, "Yeah, you got Pete Georgia." Go, yeah, we got uh, fresh Georgia peaches. 
And they were uh, freestone peaches, which are the best because you can just pop them right open. You know, the, the pit comes right out. And so he goes, you want to try some? So he took a knife and he cut it. And I saw this juice running down his hand. I'm like, wow, that's a really juicy peach. So I took a bite. Now, it was instant, instant big love. I mean, I knew I loved peaches before. I always did. The <laughs> second part of that is the peach truck out of Nashville, which gets their peaches from Pearson Farm in Macon, Georgia. They they run up here. They come to uh, – I'm sure they'll be in West Knoxville. They come to North City. They go to Oak Ridge. They have different points that they bring their crate of peaches, which is about 43 bucks for a huge box of peaches. Best thing ever. So every year, there's this, it's like the Swallows of Capistrano. It's like uh, it's a yearly thing. It's like when the Sand Hill Cranes fly through. It's, it's, the peaches are coming. The peaches are coming. The peaches are coming. You know, so it could be, could be a movie. And I, I order my peaches. I go to the peach truck and pick them up, put them on my counter for three days so they get soft. And then I grab about four paper towels and it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about peach flavored things? Uh, anything. The same people make a peach jam. They make a jalapeno peach jam. They mm. make a bourbon peach jam. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Uh, I've done peach. I've done peach preserves on uh, pork tenderloin, and if you haven't had that, a smoked tenderloin with peach preserves on it, it's unreal good. I've had a peach, uh, kind of a peach chutney on uh, just as a side uh, during Thanksgiving. Uh, peach cider, which I'm drinking now, the Cider Boys Peach County uh, Apple Peach Hard Cider. It's fantastic. It tastes like peach nectar. Uh, anything I've made a peach, uh, the only pie I've made in my life was like, uh, that I did from, uh, I didn't make my own crust. Okay. But everything else I did, I, I did the filling and everything. <laughs> Jeremy. <with peaches. laughs> peach beers. Uh, I brewed, I helped, uh, one of my buddies brewed a peach saison for a party I used to have every fall called a hoot nanny. And we would have a huge craft beer party and people from all over the country would come and bring beer. And I would cook massive amount of ribs and pull port and things like that. And we, uh, one of my buddies here in town, a really good home brewer, made, we made a peach saison. We used 10 pounds of peaches in a real in a five-gallon batch of beer, and it was Go. unbelievably good. Yeah. Peach everything. No. Unless we just want to talk to, to Matt. No, that was good. Hi, Matt. Oh, we're still talking to Matt. Matt. Oh, Matt. Hey, Joel, do you want to go over there on the side? Yeah. yeah. Want to stick it in? Yeah, I want to put, put a pack and eat on your gums. <laughs> I want to rub them deep down in your, your gums. gums. Rub them hard on my gums. I want to rub them hard on your gums. Pack and eat deep in your gums. 